0: Okay, good day guys. Good day um rise listeners. Today we have exceptional men um yeah, sons of the African soil who would care to introduce themselves to you guys today. We have an advocate and we have an upcoming academic. Um if you guys could please um introduce yourselves
1: my name is Pirani Pete Masanjala, an advocate of the High Court and Supreme Court in Malawi and an LLM student at Stellenbosch University.
2: Um, I'm Lundium I'm a master's candidate at Stellenbosch University and also a consultant at the Los, um, Stellenbosch University Law Clinic, I'm a former student of UWC.
1: <laughs> at
0: least you are from my University. Um, it's an honor to have you guys here today. And um, as I have briefed you guys about what RISE is about, um, just in a nutshell, um, in summary, if you guys could just outline why you guys took this legal route, what you guys do law, and um, what it really means for you.
1: Well, the reason that I actually studied law, because I started in uh, 2012 and I finished in 2016. Before that, I had actually done my other undergraduate degree, uh, arts, so I majored in English literature. But after finishing, I was working, then I realized that I think the impact that I was having on my work was quite minimal. So I wanted to do something that would allow me to have a much larger impact. And, of course, there's always that money aspect. Yeah. So I decided to go back to school and do my law degree. Uh, thankfully, I did it within four years. I finished. Then now, um, I've been working with the Minister of Justice for since 2017. Um, it's quite interesting. I like it. I've enjoyed it. I like what I do as a prosecutor. It gives me great satisfaction actually, because um, I feel like I'm control. I'm in control of whatever I'm doing. So, I like what I've done and I enjoy what I do.
0: Mm-hmm. That's nice.
2: And Mr. Mina? Well, I mean, from my side, um, honestly, it was never an intention or a goal to study law, right? But, you know, um, I never really knew what I wanted to do after high school, right? So I ended up applying like for different courses at different universities and got different offers. And basically, I had to weigh in, which one seems better from the options that I had applied for, right? Things like education, Bachelor of Arts. And I was like, okay, cool. let me try out this law thing, right? But I think um, the motivation for staying in law um, was basically through my classes, I kind of, like, realized that there is a possibility of, of, of um, contributing to making change, right? And also, like Pete said, <laughs> there's also <laughs> a possibility of ending well, right? Yeah. And, and I've kind of, like, realized that, sort of, like, realized that possibility through my work with the streamers. So, yeah, you were telling us
0: about your work. And you realize that there's
1: money
2: with your work and the instant, Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, like I was saying, um, in terms of, like, applying and studying law, there was no inspiration behind that. But in terms of staying in law, i kind of like realized that there is a possibility of contributing to making change and 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 earning some money right good earning good money right and and with my current experience as a consultant i've sort of like realized how disconnected people are within our societies and the possibilities that, that law can bring in terms of um of 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 of, of, of reinvigorating that connectivity or connection between people so, yeah, that's that's me, basically, in a nutshell, yeah. my summary, I guess.
0: Yeah. Um, to uh, Mr. Advocate, Masanga, I don't know if I'm not butchering but your <laughs> surname. No, quick. you've done well, actually. I'm, oh, su- I'm, I'm surprised.
1: Uh, oh. I'm proud of you. Thank you, thank you.
0: Um, I would just like to know, um, the world, I believe, is your oyster, but you chose South Africa as... Um, point of destination in terms of studying your LIM. Um, what were the reasons for you to do this and did you meet up with any challenges um, in the process of studying in South Africa?
1: So far, nothing actually. Uh, I've, I've actually had a good time studying here. I know, I haven't made any challenges in terms of applying, in terms of <laughs> Being a student here um, actually has been quite rosy the whole time. The reason I chose here, firstly, proximity, uh, and secondly, it's uh, affordable. I think the master's programs here are affordable, uh, unlike outside of Africa. And also, I needed to do school in a system that is relatable to Malawi's legal system. Mm-hmm. So most of the cases, especially the constitutional court cases from South Africa, um, the acid recovery or financial crimes cases, we also use them in Malawi. So I thought this is just something that would be obvious to yeah. come here to South Africa and do school. So mm-hmm. it, was, you know, it was a great choice. And thus far, actually I actually like it.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quite uh, interested in finding out one of the reasons why would um, someone who studied in one area go study in another, especially in the African context, because um, some people have, or everyone has different reasons why, and some people have met up with challenges along the way. So it's quite interesting because on the podcast a few weeks ago, we've had someone who is studying, um, Azania Charlie, who is actually doing her master's on the migration of African students towards South Africa, and she's using um, the Fees Must Fall campaign as as a precursor on it. So I found that really interesting. And um, Mr. Lundi, I'd like to ask you, because you just finished your undergraduate degree, but you did not um, go towards... Practice, but instead you chose to do masters, and um, why was this? And what really like drove you to do that? Um.
2: So basically, um, I think trying to sort of like find um something that would best um resonate with who I am, right? Um, I'm still in that process, basically trying to figure it out, right? Um, so I mean, with practice, as I know it, um, you can like apply or get to a place, or a workplace, whereby you think this is what I want to do, mm-hmm. right? So I'm still in the process of figuring out what I want to do, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And and last year I did a program, um, an exchange program with the University of the Western Cape, whereby like students from the University of Missouri in the States. Come to UWC in the
0: in the United States.
2: Yes. Program. And then so I did the the module on 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 comparative conflict resolution, right? I found that to be quite interesting, an interesting module, right? And so I was like, okay, cool. How do I then expand my knowledge in this, right? And I figured out um, that actually Stanford offers um, a master's program in alternative dispute resolution, right? So like maybe. This peer resolution is something yeah. that resonated with I am, but I still need to um mm-hmm. is find out mm-hmm. what it offers, right? So I'm still in that process of of of, and perhaps maybe um practice after I'm done with my master's is what will follow. I don't know. <laughs> but like I said, I'm still figuring it out.
0: So not the doctorate, or because sometimes um, the reason why I'm asking this is because usually uh, people are very scared to pursue the academic route. And some people find it hard to, or say the African child, basically, because one is, uh, one feels as though they need to give back home. They need to, you know, uh, look after their siblings or provide in some way or another. So then they do understand that, hey, while I am studying, maybe it would be hard for me to have a paying job. So, they tend to close that side of of studying. At the same time, um, so I wanted to get the reasons behind why and what you would say to that student that wants to continue with their studying beyond undergraduate studies.
2: It's it, actually like it's it's, it's 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 a it's a correct point that you're making that um, students, more especially like from black families and all that um have this pressure of giving, giving back to the family, right? Um and so as much as one might want to pursue further studies, but because of the pressure of having to give back to the family, yeah. you can't now really, really pursue that. But also another factor I think is that, because I remember before even applying for masters, I spoke quite to quite a few people that are already in practice. And the advice that I got is that it might be beneficial to me to first do practice. And then do masters after, because at times you might think that a certain area of practice is what um resonates with you, right, and you decide to do masters in that, but then you realize in practice that actually you don't really enjoy this kind of work, and then basically that would mean I don't want to say waste wasted your time and took masters, but mm-hmm. you would not find yeah. your master's degree useful in that right yeah. so that's also I think one thing one would need to also take into account, right. Yeah. But then also, with this um, thing of wanting to pursue um, uh, a master's program right, or a master's degree, um, I think one thing we need to get out of the picture first is that one needs to first get good results, right? Yes. That's something yeah, that's important you to pass. be admitted, You must pass. Yeah. <laughs> you okay. must pass to be, admitted for, for, to, to, to be admitted or accepted for a master's program, right? Yeah. That's one thing. But then also, I do also understand that um um because I think I'm not sure now the current status now, but I think I think back then NSF was used to not fund um, master's programs. Yeah, it right. doesn't. It, it doesn't. NSF's, Still, NSF's
0: right. Does not fund.
2: Does not That's one factor. Also, one we need to take into account. Then that's where now also the results come in.
0: Yeah.
2: Because for you to get bursaries and scholarships, you must you must have the marks, you must have the and, marks and, yeah. and and um, being all rounded and also plays um, into because there are also certain scholarships and bursaries that um, fund um, fund uh, masters programs or postgraduate programs, but then you need to show um, at least um, <laughs> yeah that you involved you are involved in, <laughs> something. Involved in yeah. something right yeah. so 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 they don't take only into account your marks uh, but also your involvement, right? And, Extracurricular
0: activities. And, yes, yes. Excellent. Thank you for uh-huh. that word.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I want to ask Advocate. Um, advocate has been working. You're saying you're a prosecutor in Malawi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, what then made you be like, okay, let me stop working. Let me go back to school. Because yeah. um, a lot of people say it's very hard when you have been working, when mm. you now have responsibilities to, you know, put everything on pause and go back um, mm. to school.
1: That's yes, very true. Actually, it's very difficult to actually decide to come to school while you have responsibilities because I have, been, have my, my family is still back home. And uh, I'm still expected to, to be the husband. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, <laughs> I'm still expected to be the father. Yes. So it's, it's very difficult. But then I think it's just you consider. This is also one of the reasons why I chose here to do school. So, you know, one year you're done. That's yeah. the beauty about it. One year you're done. So you have to consider uh, cost-benefit analysis. You have to do it. In my case, I consider that without the master's degree, my career might not go as far as I'd wanted to go. You know, it opens doors to, to have oh, a postgraduate qualification. Yeah. It opens doors. Um, for you to work at international organizations, to be what is known as an international civil servant, servant. Yes. it opens those doors. Mm. Uh, consultancies, it, it, it looks good when you're a consultant with a postgraduate qualification, whether it's master's or PhD, that's mm. good for you. you know. Mm. So opening doors not just career-wise, but opening doors in terms of uh, even... You know your ability to earn income to support the very people that I've left behind, and the other angle is that doing a master's, even though at this time it's it's an opportunity to find yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, I can be a prosecutor with my undergraduate qualification for a long time without really, you know, finding myself. So this is allowing me to find myself. A classic example is here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, I was just. In my room, when this guy sent me the call for papers for this conference,
0: yeah,
1: you know, and I found something to present, and now they're saying, "You know, send your paper." That can only be done when because I was here,
0: yeah,
1: and I had the time to do my research and also do my my, my, my presentation because and you I was connect here. Connect and network all those things. I mean, like you I want me. I met you. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I met you.
0: Networking
1: right Yeah, networking. A, yeah. a very forced network. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm just waiting though. Yeah. But for real, like uh, this is the second time I think I've been outside of campus of Thundi. He's mm. always introducing me to people. You yeah. know what I mean? You and him know each other already. Yeah. Last time we, yeah. But then you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, last time we were at a conference, he introduced me to a lot of people, mm. showing me around. You know, that's about not just finding yourself, but learning about other. And he always tells me some things about South Africa, the history of South Africa. The history, yeah. The, and not just the history but the current affairs mm. sometimes the current affairs isn't just what you see on uh, sabc or NCA mm. it's about what people here are experiencing so that makes you open up you know become wiser it helps you to understand africa
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah so i i have a question like for it's fine so um my question to you guys is on saturation and being overqualified because some people are like, no, you mustn't study so much because what's going to happen is um, potential employers wouldn't employ you because they feel like you are too qualified for a certain position and you are of a higher value. So you wouldn't settle for what maybe they are offering. What do you have to say to that? Because a lot of people use this, I don't want to say as an excuse, but it's one of the reasons why they then decide not to study further.
1: I mean, it, I guess it depends with where you're from. Um, there's no such thing as you're overqualified because from where I'm from, you really need that master's degree. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people have a bachelor's, de- bachelor's degree. Previously, only one university used to offer bachelor's degree in law. And now for a couple of years, now we have, we have the Legal Education Institute so, oh, yes. other students from other Malawians who have studied outside of Malawi have yes. come in. Yeah. And what has happened is most of those people usually come with, sometimes with a master's already. Yeah. But even then, because there's so many lawyers on the market, how do you set yourself apart? Mm. You know, you need that master's degree that really sets yeah. you apart.
0: Because everyone has an
1: uh, LLP. LLP. Everybody has a bachelor's everyone has an LLP. Mm. And um, the other angle is, uh, i, I, I I don't know if it's wrong, but I found that uh, I think for most South Africans, you know, you want to think about South Africa, Mm. you know what I mean? And I think your next choice is perhaps USA. But there's so many opportunities outside of South Africa, Africa. you know, that you can even make more income outside of Africa. Mm. Like I said, there's so many organizations I've been to that I'm not seeing a lot of involvement from South Africa. Mm. you know so yeah south africa you know you know you're, you're the big boys but there's so much opportunities so you yeah, need right to have it. that uh, postgraduate qualification yeah, that allows up. you to move, out. to
0: move out yeah
1: and I, one of my lectures also mentioned the same thing that you know i think you're kind of closed mm. you
0: open know open yourself up.
1: open yourself up because a lot of people are coming here and they're going back and mm. they're going they're doing nice things so south Africa what well should South Africans should also come do out. The same yeah, thing. come out. So that you you have more influence on the continent. You have more influence outside as South Africans as well. Mm. So it's 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 an advantageous in and out if you think about it.
0: Mm. Professor
2: Mukrina, what is your <laughs> Oh, just to just to add um, on what, what Peter was saying um, about setting yourself apart, right? Mm. I think the third third. I spoke actually to one of my um, former professors, Professor Enrico. Um, about master's and all that, yeah. right? And his take basically was that you do need something that will set you apart, right? Yeah. Because you need to take into account the fact that each and every year, law faculties are admitting new students, right? Yeah. Each and every year, um,
1: um, law students, students are graduating, graduating
2: right? Tomorrow. And so out of those numbers, like, how do you set yourself apart, right? Yeah. Right, so, so, so I do think that it's 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 advantages to have a master's degree in that sense, mm-hmm. but also I mean, I think with with your master's degree, you might need to be intentional as well, mm. right? To position yourself correctly in a, in, a, in a good way, for lack of a better word, right? Um, I mean, for instance, um, Pete spoke about um, um, um getting opportunities outside of where you are outside of your state, right? Um, for instance, the master's program that I'm currently doing, not that I'm bragging or promoting or advertising speak. My, my, my program, but yeah. but I find it um, to be quite a good um, degree to have because in the sense that um, it covers both South African and international law, right? Yeah. But also, I mean, dispute resolution, or dispute, Yeah, conflict everywhere. There's conflict everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Actually, there's a book called "This." Um, um, it's called Getting to Years*, and um, the preface, the first sentence to that is that um, basically, conflict is the bedrock of society. Sure. Right. And so I mean, so I think. My point is basically is. Well. You say it's Nano, um people are saying um that <laughs> overqualified. Yeah. And Piet said I think correctly so that there's no such no thing such as being thing overqualified. overqualified. Yeah. Because I also I also also think that also also doing a postgrad um also um would um also depend on where you want to be in the coming. I mean, he also spoke about um doing a post grad because he realized that not having a post will not get him to where he wants, he wants to be, to right? be yeah, So I think it's also important interviews. that you take into account the spaces that you want to tap into, mm. right? I mean, um, there are certain spaces that would definitely not tap into if you're not... <laughs> True. You not even a post degree, right? Yeah.
0: So, 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 yeah. And I like what uh, Pete is saying about, like, if you are a consultant or if you write an opinion piece on something, um... Your, your, your experience wouldn't be enough. Like, people want to know what's going on in terms of um, what is your credentials. Very much so. <laughs> yeah, people want to know the credentials. And, and that's, usually
1: that's the beginning of developing expertise, you know what I mean? People think so. Uh, that's the beginning of developing expertise
2: and specialization.
1: Mm. You know, specialization comes in many ways, perhaps, uh, one of them being that. In your practice, even with just your LLB, you are just doing this specific type of practice. Yeah. But sometimes there's more to specialization that you may not get from just mere practice. You know, academics write a lot of things that we as uh, practitioners may not be able to read on a, on a daily basis. As well as what you do is you have your client, you get your instructions. You draft your papers. You go to court. Whatever happens, you know, if you win, you charge, of sure, sure. course.
0: Yeah.
1: Next day. Next Same day. Thing. So that's your thing. Yeah. And that's why I think as a law student, your professors will always tell you, this is the time for you to read. Because mm. once you start working, you really don't have anything to read outside of your, your work. work mm. You know what I mean? So when you do take time to do a postgraduate studies, it gives you time to read, yeah. it gives you time to delve deeper into issues. For, for, me, for, for me, the paper that I'm writing now, my thesis, it's something that mm. actually uh, I started in 2020. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm going to write this, I'm going to write this, but I never had the time.
0: time yeah.
1: So coming here has given me the opportunity to actually write the whole thesis.
0: Yeah.
1: You know? do, so, do you mind
0: sharing to the listeners your thesis title?
1: Uh, the the title of my thesis is investigating and prosecuting albinism cases in Malawi. Albinism. On, albinism cases oh, in Malawi. Okay. Lessons yeah. from South Africa's organized crime legislation. Oh, okay. Yeah. So albinism is a genetic condition that affects you know almost everybody. Yeah. yeah um, usually they, have, they get hypopigmentation eyes yeah. uh, skin hair. Yeah.
0: And they are then some of them like they get excluded from society.
1: They stigmatize. They get excluded from society. They are hunted and killed for their body parts under the superstition that they bring fortune and wealth. You know, mm. so I mean, that's just weird. I mean, for me, that's the best word I can use. That's just weird. Yeah. That's amazing stuff. You can't even think. You can't even imagine. Like, oh, you do that? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what you preserve with. That's 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 the work that. Uh, I, I, I do, beside the you know, financial crimes and asset recovery. But yeah, this is what I'm working on now in my research.
0: Have you ever dealt with such a case whilst you were a prosecutor?
1: Yeah, the reason why this is easy and close to my heart is because I've been doing this since um, 20, 2018. 2018. I've had, yeah, so mm. I've been prosecuting these cases for, for, for a long time. That's why it's like something I can speak of, like the back of my hand because mm. I just know them inside and out. Mm. So they're very sad cases, but somebody has to do it. And it's I'm glad that I'm the one who has to do it because I'm quite passionate about prosecuting such individuals yeah. and ensuring that we protect these uh, minorities.
0: And what's the one thing you'd say that you like like about South Africa and South Africa's educational system? Like the one highlight for you that you
1: have maybe experienced this year. I guess if there's any, (laughs) I guess because it's the master's degree, uh, they're trying their best to let you not fail. I thought I like maybe because it's masters, huh? Like they've given you all the materials. Mm. Everything is available. Library has books. You know, it's not the case. The same with a lot of countries, you know what I mean? The materials are there, uh, the books, access to articles and everything. So if you're going to fail, it's really on you. you. Uh. That's not the luxury that a lot of countries have, actually, that the library has all the materials that you need. So by the time you're finishing here, you are in a position to have read almost as much as is possible on that particular field or area of topic yeah that's not really the case in yes. other jurisdictions because it's, they don't have access to all the materials So, so i think that's the highlight for me about the south african uh, so
0: you you actually
1: need to like dig for yourself and certainly. find out like what
0: you need and all that
1: yeah i mean th- that's weird it's- it shouldn't be like that. I've, I mean, it's a school. I've come to school. <laughs> you know? I know that pay. Paid, you pay. Know? pay. And yeah. I know that uh, research is one of the skills that I must develop. Yeah, But research does not equate to digging from the ground, you know. Yeah. I should not have to go into the deep waters to get the material and information. Yeah. When the school can provide that and yeah. make it accessible.
0: Yeah, yeah um, because... Um, of time like I, I, I wish I would keep you guys for longer but I would just like to know from you guys what would your words of encouragement be to people in your position who are in work who are faced with a dilemma and they don't know whether they should go to work or they should study um, people who fear to be judged maybe um, people that are seen to be selfish for their decisions of pursuing education instead of providing maybe for their families, you know. There are so many reasons which stop people from pursuing their dreams and from studying further, from working in their dream career because they fear of being uh, being judged. and Yeah, there's just a lot. Like, Uningi, um, <laughs> what would you say to that person?
1: But the thing about it, the world has come so much from where it was before. I don't know how many people actually view others in that manner, because schools have understood that there are many people with obligations. So they have catered their programs to those people as well. So there are postgraduate programs where if you're a full-time student, it's one year. If you are a working uh, student, it's two years. You know so, for example, for us, instead of taking maybe two modules a semester, if you're working or part time yeah. student, you only take one, so it's just one one one, 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 you know what I mean? So that's that's quite common as so well. So they're actually, um, like decreasing
0: the workload for you in a way,
1: yes. And the fact that's why we have classes, maybe some of our classes, our modules are at night because mm. we they're taking into account for people who. Yes. So, you know, somebody works a nine-to-five job, they want to give them that one hour to come from work and attend 10 classes, you know? So there are programs. I think a lot of them which take into account people have obligations. Yeah. And school is just supposed to be one or part of your obligations. You have family, you have society, you have work. You have personal obligations.
0: Yeah. Mr. Lundi... <laughs> yeah. What would you say to the, the person listening right now, like, what would you say to the
1: student? you responding
2: that <laughs> language. Yeah. You that. I'm I'm not I'm not sure. not I'm not sure. I'm um, no man, Let me say this in English. I don't know how to say it in uh <laughs> um, But I mean, I mean, I mean, um, just besides the um, things um, that Peter has mentioned, with um, institutions um, doing their best to sort of like try to accommodate you on and all that, I think I mean, I, I think it's important that you choose to um, what feels right to you. Mm-hmm. I think you do what feels right to you. If you feel like. Um, going to study further. America doesn't follow it, but anyone else says, and if you feel, like, confident that you can do it, I think that's what matters. Just mm-hmm. do it. Just uh, do it. it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just do it. Uh, just do it. Uh, gentlemen, um, yeah, uh, such people are an inspiration. Lundi, I've known you since second year, if not first year, but yeah, you're always a senior guy into things. And, uh, yeah, uh, we didn't even give the introduction of the things that you were doing whilst you were at university. Um, but other than that, uh, advocate uh, Masanjala. Um, thank you. On, man. <laughs> thank you very much um, for coming. Uh, it means a lot. And um, yeah, keep shining. Please don't leave South Africa forever. No, thank you for coming. Come back and...
1: Yeah uh, I, I hope to see you
0: is not going in. <laughs> I, I should, oh, with the family here. Oh, You'll okay. So well, um, Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank you very much. Um I hope that you guys continue doing the good work that you do. You inspire some of us to take on masters. And yeah, thank you. Thank you very much.